G'day backpackers and welcome to the Australian Backpacking Podcast, where we bring you interviews with seasoned backpackers as well as hostel and tour workers and representatives from within the backpacking industry. Together we discuss travel tips, backpacking must-dos and bring you great promotions to save you time and money. So grab your favourite drink, sit back and enjoy. Let's go. Hey backpackers and welcome to another episode of the Australian Backpacking Podcast. Today I'm joined by Eileen Devereaux from taxback.com. Eileen's an Irish native who started as a working holiday maker back in 2008 and has been living and working in Sydney ever since. She has been with taxback.com for the full duration of her time in Australia, moving from Ireland to Australia with them initially. And she's had the advantage of working in many different roles with them, but is currently the Australian sales and marketing manager. So she's a wealth of information. I'm definitely looking forward to this interview. So the reason I felt it's so important to have Eileen on the show is that taxback.com are specialists when it comes to reclaiming tax and superannuation refunds, uh, especially for temporary visa holders in Australia, such as holiday working makers, uh, students and people on 457 sponsorship. So they've been working in the youth sector now since 2000 and have a wealth of experience as well as a high reputation within the industry. They have six offices across Australia, but as you'll see, getting tax sorted through them is very accessible and they make it super easy. So I'm going to hand over to Eileen now, so she'll give you a bit of a background on herself and on taxback.com. Thanks, Matt. Uh, hi, everyone. So, yeah, as, as Matt said, I'm um, initially from Ireland. I've came over to Australia back in 2008 and I started my experience here in Australia as a working holiday maker on a 417 as well. Um, I've been working in the youth travel sector here in Australia for a number of years. Um, and yeah, it's a very, very enjoyable sector to work in, as I'm sure you'll, you'll find as you're traveling across Australia and experiencing lots of different backpacking experiences. Um, working in taxback.com, um, as Matt also said, my role currently is sales and marketing manager. So I'm constantly trying to, uh, I suppose, get our brand out to, um, you travelers, working holiday makers, students, um, who hopefully will be listening to this podcast. So what, what we want to do is um, make sure that everyone who comes into Australia, a lot of people when they come here now are choosing to do some work as part of their experience um, and fund the travels and, and get to see more of, of the wonderful country that's on offer here. Um, and as part of that, when you work, it, it then opens the question of tax and obviously um, tax returns, but which tend to be more in the case of a working holiday maker. Um, we, we generally are lucky to be talking about tax refunds. So that's pretty much what we're going to try and, and give you some background on today is the concept of tax refunds, what you need to be aware of um, in order to be able to claim a refund from Australia for your income tax. And then also when you go back home, there is another refund, which is known as your superannuation refund, which you're also entitled to. Um, and again, it'll, it'll be something that you can use to boost your travel budgets and hopefully get out and see some more of Australia or indeed some other part of the world. It's a, definitely a good way to save money, isn't it? It's um, you're getting money when you get back home. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know that everyone would be happy to look at it that way, but I mean, if you, if some people, a lot of people still tend to, to spend the money um, onshore here in Australia, which is really good, and they use it yeah. to come back and visit again because the refund does, you know, obviously give them money that they, they didn't necessarily know they were going to be coming into, so they, they tend to use it to extend their trips here or whatnot, you know. Yeah. So it's definitely um, a good um, budget booster. The the average amount of tax that a backpacker who's worked in Australia can really add up, can't it? Yeah, so the average refunds that we see across our clients um, at the moment is coming in for income tax at around $2,600. Wow. Um, and then the average refunds for the superannuation piece are, are slightly higher than that. They're coming in at around the $3,380 mark. So, yeah, they're, they're two quite significant amounts of money. Um, and absolutely, and I suppose sometimes there can be a lack of awareness and also a lack of understanding as to how to, to do both of the processes. So we really just want to, I mean, make people aware that they are firstly entitled to these pieces yeah. um, and that if they have any questions that there's companies like ourselves or indeed, you know, go and speak to your, your hostels and they can always point you in the right direction as to how and to get these things started. Yeah. Can you briefly explain to us how the amount of tax that a backpacker actually pays is calculated? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of really um, important things that have that have become more important in recent years. So there's one key element that any backpacker coming to Australia really needs to be aware of. And this is what we try and, and get out into the market long before people ever um, are in a position to claim a refund. And that is to do with the residency rule here in Australia. So in order for any temporary visa holder to be entitled to claim an income tax refund, they need to be deemed what they call Australian resident for tax purposes okay. um, there's multiple requirements in in terms of being deemed an Aussie resident for tax purposes but the the main requirement is that backpackers or temporary visa holders need to reside in Australia for 183 days yep. if they fall short of that um, requirement they'll be deemed non-resident for tax purposes and the main problem that they will face there is as a non-resident you have um, no tax-free allowance in Australia and you are liable for tax on every dollar you earn from dollar one. So what what we try and get um, out to people is plan your trips wisely. A lot of people do plan on staying here for that period of time, but they may factor New Zealand and different countries into their travel um, between their entry and their final exit date into Australia. But we would suggest that maybe you, you know, revise your trip, spend at least that block of time in Australia and then look at doing your other pieces around, um, you know, the Australian, other countries that fall around Australia later in your trip. Okay. So just to recap, the main thing is you need to be here for 183 days. If you meet that requirement, then you qualify for the um, tax-free allowance in Australia, which is $18,200 at the moment. So that was increased a couple of years ago from it previously was down around the $6,000 mark. Yep. And in the last kind of 24 months, it's been bumped to the $18,200. So what that means is that if you spend the required time in Australia um, and you're deemed a resident for tax purposes, you can earn $18,200 tax-free. Now, typically what will happen is you will pay tax on, on that amount of money. But when it comes to filing it, um, your return at the end of the year, you can reclaim that full amount. And that's what we do um, here yeah. for hundreds and thousands of backpackers every year. 
What other pieces they can claim for is work-related expenses. So we would um, factor in, obviously, the time they've spent in the country, their tax-free allowance, work-related expenses like RSAs, RCGs, protective gear if you're in construction, any other work-related courses that people may have to complete. They're all um, included as tax-deductible expenses. Is the is 183 days that they've got to spend in Australia, is that consecutive? Yes, it needs to be consecutive. Now they there there can there can be small gaps in that. So if somebody, for example, was to decide to go over to New Zealand for a weekend to see a footy game or friends or whatever that might be, that's yeah. absolutely fine. But if the period um or or the break in in your period of time here for the first hundred and eighty three days is greater than kind of you know five to six weeks, then you've got a, a problem because that's no longer deemed a holiday or a kind of a short trip offshore. It's it's deemed a greater break in your 183 days. So yes, it okay. needs to be consecutive. And do they need to register a actual Australian address during that time or is it just a mere fact of being in Australia for that 183 days? Um, it's it's a mere, they do need to have an address. Um, now the thing about the address is a lot of people will obviously be staying in hostels and that's totally fine. Yep. But what we would recommend is that people... Um, um, just maintain records of what they've done while they're here. So if you are staying in a hostel, you're paying anybody else in the hostel and keep records of the same, ask for receipts, etc. so that if you are required to prove residency at a later point, that you have got that evidence to hand and you're not kind of having to chase chase it up later on when it becomes a little bit more difficult. Okay, let's get away from tax for a minute and talk about something a little bit more exciting. Can you take us to one of your best travelling moments within Australia and tell us where it was and what made it so exciting? It's, a, it's an interesting question. So Australia, after being here since 2008, I've, I've gotten to see quite a bit of the country at this point. Um, yeah. And yeah, when you get asked to, to pick your, your favourite part, it's always a difficult one because <laughs> there's so many. But for me, I think I would have to say my favourite moment to date has probably been uh, Christmas two years ago when I spent it in Tasmania. So myself um, and three of my good mates headed to Tassie for Christmas, um, starting our trip in Launceston for a night. And then we did Freyacent um, National Park and we trekked for three days and two nights via finishing up in Wineglass Bay and then settled in Hobart itself for Christmas, took in the Sydney to Hobart race oh, wow. um, Beautiful. yeah, and a number of other parts. But I think, I don't know if it's the similarity maybe to Ireland in that it's a smaller little section of Australia, easier to get around. The people are very friendly, but I absolutely uh, race Tasmania. I think it's a, a wonderful destination and it's always one of those places that um, I've come back from where I, I want to go again. So, yeah, I think I'd, uh, I'd go Tassie. Even, even a harder question for you, if you had to narrow it down to one place in Tasmania, what would be your choice? What would be a must-do for backpackers? Um, definitely Wineglass Bay. Okay, and can you tell us a bit more about Wineglass Bay? Um, yeah, well, for us, um, as I said, we did we did the, the two nights camping and the three days walking to get there. Um, so it was, it, yeah, I suppose you, you finish um, a couple of days like that and you just arrive in... Um, an area where the views are absolutely fantastic, the coastline, the water. Um, it's just a very breathtaking spot. Um, so yeah, it, it's. I think anyone, if you, 
I think the best way to to describe wine glass bay is is Google image a picture of it, and you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about. It's a phenomenal area of the country, and I'd absolutely yeah. recommend if you're if you're in Tassie that you make sure you put it on your list. Yeah, I've seen pictures of it. Unfortunately, I've never actually been there myself, so maybe I'll have to do it at some point in the future. Definitely. Um, so the three day two night walking to get there was that self organized, or did you do that through a tour? No, it was completely self-organized, uh, and organized might be a better word to use. It was a bit disorganized. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we flew into Launceston, um, from Sydney, and then we arranged, we hired camping gear, uh, which was an experience in itself. Um, and then we set off, so like a very, um, very unprofessional, hikers we got to our campsite on the first night and we were um greeted by an, an older australian couple who clearly had done uh, this kind of stuff before and they took great pleasure in telling us we had the wrong tents the wrong bags <laughs> the wrong equipment the wrong everything we were like great and at this point we were all dying from the weight of everything we were carrying but yeah look i mean it was a phenomenal experience um you live and you learn but if if you do if someone does have the opportunity to do that as well i would recommend it um it's very easy to hire gear in yep in Launceston as well um or even if people have their own gear i'm sure you can you can uh, make do with less than what we kind of brought with us and you will suffer less in the long run as well yeah but, um yeah it's definitely worth doing and it's, it's a, a really really nice experience without trying to plug any companies did you um can you tell us whereabouts you actually did hire gear from down there good question um to be honest with you matt i can't remember okay the no, name of right. it being yeah, um, it was off a, an older gentleman who kind of just uh, rented gear out of uh, his garage, effectively. So I don't think it was necessarily. Um, we we were very in good old Irish tradition. We were very late organising everything, so <laughs> we just had to uh, take what came to us, basically. I definitely think that's a backpacker trade, isn't it? Leaving everything to the last minute to organise. Yeah, I I think so. Particularly around Christmas, it's not very wise. No. So, um, going down there at Christmas time, how did you find the weather? Lovely, really nice. It was it was um, very warm. Um, yeah, we, I, from what I can recall, the weather was always lovely. So when yeah. we got down to Hobart, we had rented some accommodation um, and every morning was started. The mornings were a little chillier than they may be here in Sydney, for example. But yeah, we started most mornings with a swim in the sea and Beautiful. back to the house then for kind of, you know, warm up with teas and coffees and whatnot. So it, it's um, the climate is good around Christmas. Yeah, sounds a lot more enjoyable than the uh, climate. I I went in July one year and I absolutely froze. It got down to minus four where we were, um, well, which was which was rare. But um, yeah, it does make it important to choose what time of the year you actually do travel. Yeah, no, definitely the Christmas period was was very toasty. So I, I think if you're looking for a warmer a warmer time to visit um, Tasmania, maybe put it in around uh, November December. Yeah. So obviously, obviously the nature is the biggest highlight down there. Is what what else is there for backpackers to experience down in Tasmania? Um, I suppose you've obviously got the element of history as well. So you've got the likes of um, Port Arthur, which we we took a trip out to one day as well. Yeah. So you've you've got those pieces to explore. Um, yeah, and I I suppose the real strength is is the nature aspect, and the people are extremely friendly as well. Um. So yeah, it's, it's between history, nature, and and just the locals, and I suppose to get a different experience, it's very different to any of the cities I've been to in mainland Australia. 
Um, so I suppose it's nice to to see a different side of, of Australia as well, so to speak. Can you tell us a bit more about your company and when they moved into the youth sector, what, what is their mission? Yeah, um, so taxback.com um, has been in the youth sector in a number of other markets for years. So the, the US market, the J1 program, for example, has been a huge part of our business uh, long before we, we we came down to Australia, yep. but I suppose when when we came to Australia, um, like like in most markets for us, what we really want to do is educate people. So as I, I mentioned earlier, I suppose we've got the the topic of the 183 day residency rule. So for for us as a company, I mean, getting someone coming to us looking for a tax refund who's who's leaving and they're here 174 days and they've booked their trips to go home or whatever it's kind of too late for us to help that person so what what we really want to do and and this is what we do to our partner networks is we want to get content out into the market that lets people know what the obligations and the rules are here in australia around tax and superannuation and then for them to be able to make decisions on their trips for themselves so one of our key things, obviously, we're, we're a private company and yes, we need to kind of get people in the door and to do returns with us. But I mean, we, we pride ourselves as well on um, just trying to, to give people the information they need and make it readily available for them so that they can obviously make decisions that are going to positively impact on their, their experiences here down the line. So do you believe that's how backpackers will benefit most from using your company is that you do offer that education side of things where you are trying to instruct backpackers on the best way to do things yeah absolutely i mean we spend in the sydney office here where most of our calls are handled um we would spend a lot of time on the phones with people who for example might be out in regional australia doing their second year visa work um and sometimes you know pay slips can get interesting when you head out into regional australia they might get a a piece of paper with a few errors and a few numbers (laughs) thrown on it and they ring us and they're like will i be able to use this and that's what we that's what we're here for we want people to pick up the phone give us a ring ask us whatever they want to know and leave a positive impression on them and in our uh, in our mindset i suppose we hope that that positive impression that we leave and helping them during their stay here will reflect well on us and that they will decide to come back and use our services at the end of the year yeah, I, I guess you're touching on what I was about to ask, so you've stolen my thunder a little bit. But um, from the feedback I've got from several backpackers is that you guys are very helpful even before tax time comes. So they've actually reached out to you beforehand and said, yeah. what is the best way to do this? What do I need to keep? So can you give us a bit of information on what sort of documents backpackers should be looking to keep when they go out and do their work? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the main the main thing they need to be keeping. So, I touched on one of them previously. Is if you can just keep good records of of where you've resided in Australia, it's not always going to be something you require. But um, in the event that you do, it's much easier if you've documented it during your time here than trying to sit down and jog your memory. Yeah. Um. The second thing that it's very important for everyone to keep is their payment information. So we find numerous people coming to us and they don't have pay slips or different documents. Um. For the jobs that they've had in Australia if you can just pick up a folder in Officeworks or somewhere or even um, we actually provide them if you want to pop in and get one from us a plastic folder that you can keep all of your information in during your time here okay. um, and then we can help you work through it at the end or somebody else can also 
Um, and the other really important thing that we try to get across to people is superannuation. So there's a, a massive lack of understanding as to what super is when people land into Australia. Yeah. So when you start in your first job or when you go and open your bank account here, you probably will be um, introduced to the concept. So when either your bank or your, your first employer set you up with a fund, if you can record the details and ensure that you give the same fund details to all of your subsequent employers moving forward. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to end up with you know, numerous funds at the end of your stay, you're going to cost yourself more money in the long run. You're just going to make your uh, refund process more difficult as well. So I suppose keep good records of where you've been, keep all of your payment documents, um, and yeah, make sure you maintain one superannuation fund. They'd be kind of my three top uh, points. Yeah, I think the superannuation fund is a really interesting point because I, I know for a long while there, you didn't actually have a choice of which super you're in, but now mm -hmm. you do. So as you say, if you just set up one superannuation fund, make sure if you work with multiple employees, you do actually give the same super to each employer. Yeah. So if what would be the best way for backpackers to contact you? I mean, obviously they need to make uh, an appointment. That would be the best way to do that. Um, we actually don't work on an appointment model, to be honest. Um, okay. We we welcome people to come in and see us whenever they're free. So I suppose we've got multiple ways people can reach out to us. We've got the website, so people are welcome to register online. Yeah. Um, and the large majority of, of all of our application can be completed online or via our app, which people are welcome to download for free as well. There, there you go, stealing my thunder again. That was my next question. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> yeah, so there's the web where people can register or they can chat to one of our, our reps 24-7 on the live chat facility. Or alternatively, yep. people are more than welcome to pop into one of our six offices across Australia whenever they have time. So uh, we've got all of the major cities covered, Cairns, Brisbane, Perth, Darwin, Sydney and Melbourne. So if you want to pop into any of the stores, speak to one of the agents, they'd be happy to get everything started for you straight away. Great. So what happens to a backpacker, let, let's say, for example, they were to finish work today and they need to leave the country tomorrow? Mm -hmm. um, are they able to still apply for their refunds once they get back home? Absolutely. So Taxback is an international company. Um, so anyone in that situation, I mean, look, like everything, it's a little bit easier if they can get to us before they leave, because in that situation, you're talking about an early assessment. It's a paper tax yep. return, which requires um, original sign documentation. So if we can get them on shore, then obviously we can get that out of the way. If, if they sign up when they're back in their home country, we'll require them to post that documentation back to us because we need the original um, signatures unlike the end of year, which is we can have scanned documents. So yes, the answer to the question is they can absolutely still do the process when they're back home. And we do refunds for people who've been here five, six, seven years ago. Um, but if you yeah. have the opportunity to build a little visit into tax back before you leave, um, it's not the worst way to spend your second last day in Australia. So try, <laughs> and, try and get in and, and have a chat to one of the guys, but otherwise get in touch with us when you get home. Awesome. Okay. Um, and finally, one question we do like to ask uh, all our guests is if you could give one final bit of advice for the backpackers, what would it be? It's going to be probably uh, perceived as me being a bit boring perhaps, but uh, I would just think that we see a lot of people arriving to Australia and unfortunately Australia always falls into this uh, basket of, you know, it's not a cheap country to live in, which is true, but it's a, it's a, a great country. And I just think that sometimes people come here and they – they have a, a particular budget and they kind of get lost in enjoying, you know, nights out and whatever. It's a, a good country to enjoy a good night out. But I just say to people, maybe yeah. plan your budgets 
carefully when you're coming here and just kind of make sure you've got you know if you if you want to go and and uh, enjoy yourself make sure that you've kind of got some work lined up or you know we see too many people kind of sometimes coming in here and relying on their tax money to get them home or different things that way so just maybe be a little bit uh, cautious of your budgets I think would be my advice in Australia just because you know it is things can happen and it's not a, a cheap country to be in if, if you're running out of money it's definitely best bit of advice I've heard for yeah a while. and enjoy yourself like it's uh take it in get out and see as much as you can because it's uh it's definitely a country that has a lot to offer now a bit of a fun question for us Eileen imagine time and money was not an issue and not including your current location where would you love to visit and why well, this is an easy one because that's something I've been wanting to do for a while. But obviously, the big problem is time um, to get off work. But I would a lot of a lot of my mates live on the west coast, and I've had a little taster of a few locations. Um, so for me, I would personally like to uh, jump in the car and just head up the or down whichever direction it becomes easier. <laughs> um, the west yeah. coast of Australia, check out the wineries, the beaches, and just enjoy that side of the country for a little while. That sounds really like a great idea. Um, now, just for the listeners that don't have a pen and paper, can you just remind us of the best way to access your website and uh, contact details? Yep. So the taxback.com website is um, taxback.com. So just plug that into to Google and you'll find us straight away. And we we yeah. also have um, a free phone telephone number. So anyone who wants to give us a call, if you prefer to do so, the phone number here is 1-800-674-014. And if you give that number a call, you'll just be asked to select whether you want to speak in French or English, um, and then you can proceed from there. And any of the guys will be able to help any questions that you have. Well, once again, Eileen, I'd just like to thank you for taking time out to be with us today and answer all our questions. You've provided a lot of free information. I know your time is valuable, so we do appreciate it that you've taken the time out to be with us. Guys, remember you can get your tax done through any tax agent in Australia. The reason I decided to bring Eileen on to be part of the podcast today is because taxback.com do specialise in backpack attacks. And as she's already touched on, they are easily accessible through phone and on the web to basically answer any questions that you do have. So make sure you reach out to them if you do have any questions about your tax. If you've only just arrived in Australia or you plan to come, make sure you get in contact with them and grab the resources they can provide you in order to keep records. And it will make your life a lot easier when it does come time to do your tax. Now, I do have a special offer from taxback.com, but I'm going to hold off on that for just a moment. And I want to just go through a few things with you guys. I received a few emails and Facebook messages during the week and I even had a friend ask me as to how much the companies that come on the podcast, how much they pay me to be part of the podcast. So I want to clarify that, guys. The simple answer is everyone that comes on the podcast is hand-chosen by me to be part of the podcast because I believe that they're going to bring value and great information to you. They don't pay any cost to be part of the podcast i simply approach them ask them if they're interested in being part of the podcast if they are that's great we have them on if not then so be it but guys they don't pay anything to be part of the podcast they simply come on provide you value through the information they do offer and yes they talk about their companies and if they get extra business from that then that's great they do not actually pay anything to be part of the podcast and the reason i do have them on 
is because of that value that they do offer, their knowledge in the industry, and hopefully the information that they share to you will not only inspire you to travel to different places around Australia, but will make things such as doing your tax a lot simpler. I know that if I went overseas to a different country, I wouldn't know the first place to start to do tax or what tour companies are the best ones to use. So that's what I'm trying to do, guys, is to provide you with information on the best companies to use. Now, remember, guys, everything I talk about in the show is provided in the show notes on the website. So if you head over to the AustralianBackpackingPodcast.com, find the show that is currently on. All the links to including iTunes and Stitch will be on on there. All the discount offers will be on there. So make sure you take advantage of that. And guys, if you can head over to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and leave me a review, that would be awesome. It just helps other people find the show. We were lucky enough to be at number two in iTunes the other week. Keep that up, guys. Thank you for your review so far. If you need a link, contact me, but all the links will be provided in the show notes. Make sure you be part of the community. Jump on the Facebook group. It is slowly growing and there's not a lot of interaction yet, but I'm sure that's going to change over time. There's a lot of people contacting me via Facebook and via email that are, I guess, I don't know, maybe they're not comfortable communicating in the Facebook group yet. But guys, don't be scared. Reach out to people in the Facebook community. There's a lot of people there that do have a lot of knowledge. I know there's a lot of backpackers that have been traveling for several months in there. So make sure you use that resource. Now, guys, I do want to make a special offer to you. It's to help me as much as it is to help you. But what I'm going to ask you to do is, if there's anyone out there that wants to speak to me personally and have any questions answered about their backpacking journeys, for the first five people that email me at the Australian Backpacking Podcast at gmail.com. So once again, the email is Australian Backpacking Podcast at gmail.com. The first five people that send me an email, I will contact you via Skype or via telephone. I can go through any questions that you have and answer them for you. So if you're interested in doing that, guys, make sure you reach out to me. The only thing I want from that is feedback on the show. I also hopefully use our conversation with you to find out things that you need to know in your travels and help tailor the podcast to that. Now, so far as the offer guys from taxback.com, what they're offering is head to the website, yet again, australianbackpackingpodcast.com. In the show notes for this episode, as well as on the resource page, you'll find a $10 discount to getting your tax done through taxback.com. So make sure you click on the link. That will take you to their website. And yet again, you can either start lodging your application straight away or you can talk to someone online there directly. So guys, once again, thank you for listening to the podcast today. Thank you for sticking with me. This is a journey. We are going to make the podcast better. I'm going to bring more resources to you. My interviewing and editing skills is going to get better. The website's going to keep growing. The community's going to keep growing. So guys, reach out, be part of the community. Thank you, and I'll see you next episode. Bye for now.